you And when I defang the viper Trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere Jeff, I already put you out I don't even know why you're out here right now Keep on talking Hey, hey, hey do me a favor Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting And you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the group And Mustafa, you out here A boy of one man And I'm gonna tell you what you got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Welcome back to the Car Shoot Wrestling Podcast. It's me, Afisa. With me, as always, is Devin. And we are about to discuss WrestleMania weekend. Yes. The night that's, I guess, too big for one night. Or the event that's too big for one night. Too uh, big for one night. There we go. That's that catchphrase <laughs> yeah. that we all love and hate at the same time. Um, we're also going to talk about some uh, news and uh, things that happen in the world of wrestling in general. Uh, specifically, the, the uh, Brody Lee... Uh, appearance on Talk is Jericho with Chris Jericho yeah. this past week, uh, just uh, where he discussed his uh, departure from WWE and his debut in AEW, as well as uh, a, a new tournament that they're doing in AEW for a new title. So we'll discuss that. Yes. Um, Very exciting. Further, yeah, exciting, exciting week. Exciting week of stuff for wrestling. Uh, definitely for all his wrestling fans, we look forward to this. And with everything you know going on in the world, you know, with COVID nineteen, it's. It's a nice, uh, nice distraction we can all have with uh, yes. with wrestling. We can use an outlet, so this is right on time. So I'm I'm down for having WrestleMania week. Absolutely. So without further ado, let's get right into the Talk Is Jericho podcast with Brody Lee. Um, you know, this was a really interesting one. Uh, just uh, I was really anticipating this when I saw it pop up uh, yeah. in my podcast. I saw Brody Lee when Talk Is Jericho. I'm like, oh. And man, by the way, thank is- you for the share, sir. Yeah, well, it was, I appreciate that. Hey, for letting me know when I saw it, I was like, "Yeah, this is this is this is gonna be one." Because seeing him on AEW, you could you know, and he was referencing Vince McMahon, mm-hmm. and then now he's actually gonna talk about it. And I mean, past talk is Jericho's with with Moxley and with Matt Hardy have been very entertaining. So you know, and very insightful as well. So uh, I was look, really looking forward to to what you know he was gonna say. Um, but I'll let you start it off, man. Like, what, what were your thoughts in listening to, to Brody Lee just exp- uh, talk about what, what his uh, departure was like and everything in between? Well, if you listen to the Chris Jericho podcast for John Moxley, it was pretty much similar to what Brody was going through, but slight, uh, maybe some slight differences, too, as well. Okay. Uh, what was telling, too, is like, you know, you know, on the first podcast episode with John Moxley, we heard about you know, from Vince McMahon, such good shit. But from this one, don't interrupt this man while he's eating. You know, don't try to pitch a promo, pitch an idea why Vince McMahon is eating a steak because you're not going to get anything accomplished or getting a massage, which was asinine, crazy, bro. I, I was like, why is this man in, in charge then? Why can Triple H just take over? Because honestly, it, it seems like he's single-handedly trying to ruin the company or ruin his talent. That's, so that's what I got of it. Yeah, I mean, so for me, the way I took it was, one, seeing, you know, Brody Lee, a.k.a. Luke Harper and WWE kind of not 
you know, doing anything and, and being put on the sidelines for so long, but then knowing how talented he is and, you know, it was always kind of upsetting, you know, as a, as a fan of his, you know, just watching him in the, in the ring. I'm like, man, this guy can work. You know, he's, he's very athletic, you know, for that, for the size he has, he's one of those guys that, you know, it's always amazing to watch him, you know, work. Um, so I was, it was really upset. And it, I, that's why I said, I was really interested in hearing what he had to say and, you know, things, you know, specifics that he talked about was like, uh, you know, he had some ideas about what he wanted to do with his character. You know, he wanted to be almost like a collector character where, you know, because he's really into like learning about the different serial killers. And one yep. thing he picked up was, you know, like maybe it would be cool to just like everybody that he beat, you know, he would take something and collect something from them. And I thought, man, that could be interesting. But, you know, Vince didn't really get into that. Um, there was another one where he just basically wanted to be like a really smart heel because, you know, the way he speaks. Or a smart were, monster, he said. I think he used smart the word mon- monster, right. but intellectual monster, though. Right, because, you know, the way that, that he speaks, you know, he's very articulate. And yes. for some people, they look at him and they don't expect the way that he's talking to come out of him. You know, they're thinking, you know, guy, you, you know, southern, you know, like guy with, you know, just whatever. But Vince wanted that for him. He yes. wanted him to talk with a Southern draw and, you know, just kind of be like your prototypical monster figure that you'd see in wrestling, you know, like maybe back in the day. And and, and uh, Brody was like, just no, like he, you know, that's just not who he wants to be. That's yes. not who he like, sees himself Dude, I'm from as. Rochester, New York. You want me to put on a Southern accent? Right. It's not going to happen. And it's funny because he said, you know, Vince was like, well, you know, that that's fine. I get it, but just try it. And sure enough, he did, and Vince didn't like it. But then the next thing he knows in the script that he gets, it's like, oh, you know, do the the accent, do the southern accent. Even though Vince told him to his face, he didn't like oh, it. Oh, yeah, well, so. it was for Rowan, for Rowan, not for uh, Eric Rowan, not for uh, Luke Harper. At the no, that, that was for him. That was for him to do the southern. So basically, with him, he he was, because I just re- re- listened to it again today. And essentially, oh, wow, okay. you know, he tried to do the Southern accent. It did not work. And Vince was like, no, like, you know, I don't like it. But then he saw it in the script for him to, to go ahead and do it. And it was just like, okay, what the heck is going on now? Right. Eventually, uh, the smart monster, uh, gimmick was given to Rowan, which he, he kind of put it to like, Oh, maybe he just didn't, you know, know the, the difference between the two of them. And mm-hmm. he thought that, you know, Rowan was Harper or whatever. And so that idea they ended up giving to Rowan, which I'm like, man, that that is hilarious in a way because yeah, he this is the this is what he was pitching and yet that's what Rowan was given Rowan ended up being. when he turned on Daniel Bryan, right? Mm-hmm. Um so it, it just seemed odd that they wouldn't just give that to Harper. And also I remember too when Rowan got hurt, I was thinking, okay, like where is Harper? Because, you know, they were the Bludgeon brothers and Rowan got hurt, tore his bicep. Um, and, and, you know, courageously, you know, ended up actually even wrestling a match, even when he tore his bicep, which, uh, you know, Brody totally gives him credit for and calls that match maybe the best match he's ever been in. The fact that yeah, for WrestleMania, know, right? Or was it SummerSlam? No, he said, no, I think it was actually one of, it was like a SmackDown oh, the after. Weekly show. Yeah. The, the day after. Show. Yeah. Uh, it was like a no, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The week after WrestleMania. Yep, yep. It was like a no no disqualification matchup, yep. and they had to drop the titles because you know Rowan got hurt. But Rowan decided to go ahead and do that match, um, you know. And and again, uh, Brody Lee calls that you know maybe his favorite matchup, you know, period as as the Bludgeon Brothers because of just how much courage he showed. And so you know, but then they they do that match. Rowan is out. 
Luke Harper, or per, at that time, Luke Harper, now Brody Lee, mm-hmm. is then sitting on the shelf. And then I'm like, okay, you know, maybe when Rowan is, is healthy, they'll be back. You know, Luke will be back. And sure enough, Eric Rowan comes back, but Brody is still on the shelf. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, where? And I kept saying, I think I even said on this podcast, I'm like, just where is Luke Harper? Like, where yeah. is he yep. at? Um, so it just really bothered me that the misuse of this guy, who I felt like just has so much talent. Um so I wanted to say that first. Now, I'm going to actually flip it a little bit, though, because one thing I don't want to to get misconstrued as, as I'm, you know, as we're discussing this, as I'm discussing this, is I think there's a little bit of a pylon on Vince McMahon and the WWE a little bit that I feel like we we need to kind of be careful just to not fall into fall in line with everybody just piling on. Right. Like. You know, I think for, for Luke Harper, or a.k.a. Brody Lee's situation, mm-hmm. there are things definitely we can be upset about. But I also feel like when I was listening to the podcast, I kind of get a sense that it's almost becoming the cool thing to do to just be like, oh, what is Vince doing? Oh, he just wants to run the company into the ground. And I don't I don't buy that necessarily. I feel like he, you can say he's out of touch. You know, you can Most say definitely that. definitely out of touch. You know, that he's, he's, you know, his decisions that he's making are what it is. But I do think that he does love the WWE and he thinks he's making the right decisions. And many of his decisions have worked out as well. So I, I, I feel like it's important to say that because, you know, as I'm listening to, you know, people talk about it and kind of people digging on it. But at the same time, like, you know, WWE has done some great things and still does continue to do some great things like, we got to, at least I'll take it upon myself to, to say, I, I want to give him as much credit as I'm also going to give him as much blame. You know, I want to be fair in that way. Okay. With Harper, I felt like he it was a missed opportunity. But I don't want to blanketly say, like, he's just destroying, you know, the business. And, you know, it's just it's, he's bad for the WWE overall because... Some of the decisions that they have made, I mean, we had Stone Cold Steve Austin, we had The Rock, you know, currently we still have Randy Orton, we got Daniel Bryan, we have AJ Styles there well, now. Yeah. And, that's, like, and when you're talking about, you know, the attitude era of the rest like Stone Cold, The Rock, I believe that's when he was still in touch. I, he, he lost, he lost out of touch throughout the latter end of the year, uh, towards the end of the years, man, towards, you know, like. Uh, what's what's another wrestler uh, I can name that he just dropped dropped like Evan Bourne, uh, Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, you know, times again, uh, Apollo Creed or Apollo not Creed Cruz, Apollo mm-hmm. Cruz. Uh, uh, what's another one? Ricochet, you know the Ricochet most recently, man. So those that I, I just believe he's doing a disservice to his talent. Might, might not ruin the company, but he's definitely doing this service to his talent, though. Right, but but I guess where, again, I just want to make sure that I'm just not, I guess, just blanketly joining the masses is to say, like, yes, there are, there, there are a lot of my favorites that I look at and I say, man, why is this person not getting pushed and that my, person not getting pushed? And, I'm get, and I, it does upset me. But yeah. on the other hand, there are some, like, for instance, we got the, I mean, you know, whether you want to credit him for this or not, and I feel like, you know, he doesn't get enough credit on, on this side of things, but, like, the women's evolution slash revolution, right? 
that's happening under his watch. You know, the fact that they got the main event, you can say that they fought for it and that, you know, they kind of forced their, you know, the hand of the WWE to make it happen. But he also, you know, has the power to just be like, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, and he at least was able to say, to see and say, you know what, look at what Becky Lynch is doing. Let's run with it and let's run it, run with it for a year. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's also but was that him pivoting or that's him pretty much the WWE universe forcing his hand for the women's evolution. But that's where I think it, it, it becomes somewhat unfair because now you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Right. Like there's mm-hmm. no way people are going to give him credit for that now because it's become the thing to say Vince doesn't know what he's doing. So if something good happens, it's like, well, you know, the they the universe forces hand or they just made it so it was impossible. And I feel like in a way that's kind of unfair to Vince, you know, to just say like, if something good happens, it's because that person decided to make it happen versus him being able to see like, Hey, this is something we should probably jump on. Like, yes, he makes some boneheaded decisions with certain people. Like again, with Ricochet right now, it's like, what is going on? Like, what is he doing at the same time though? If something is going well that we like, are we willing to give him credit or are we just going to say, well, it just kind of happened on accident? Like, you know, there was something about. I think we gave credit times when, you know, throughout this podcast, throughout the episodes, it's been times we both gave, you know, gave Vince McMahon credit. I'm going to give credit when credit is due. But I think, you know, it's it's I guess it's just a blanket like you know, Vince McMahon is ruining the company or Vince McMahon is like, he's, he's completely like out of touch. It takes it like, or like he's just sabotaging the business. Like something about that. I feel like it's not quite fair. Like if we take, but I each- think what people see is more of a negative than a positive because there's a lot of negative that's outweighing his positive right now. And, and it's out of balance. Like right now is just a lot of the negative is showing, especially during this WrestleMania week. Yeah, I, I guess where, and again, why I'm bringing this up is because I want to make sure that, you know, I say it because, again, listening to this podcast, it, it felt like it was kind of like a, you know, a lot to, to shit on Vince. But at the same time, Brody at one point did say something about that they had two 20 minute conversations to where, you know, he felt like he was talking to the person, to the man, Vince McMahon. Yep, that's and he true. saw him as like. A, like the, the good person within him. Like if you actually sit down with him, you get to see. So yeah. like, I, I just feel like, you know, one, he, he's a person and two, he does love the WWE. This is his life, you know? And I, I just feel like I, I think that the criticism that he's gotten for certain superstars not getting over is, is justified, but I don't want it. I don't want to just jump in line with the overall with the masses, idea yeah. that like, you know, he's, like he's just ruining the company, and... ruining the company. Like, I think that there's a part to that, that it's unfair. If again, there's certain things that we do like about the company and we're not going to give him credit for that. And I'm not saying us specifically, I'm just saying in general, right? Like, you know, again, certain things that are happening, the, the women's evolution, man, it's awesome. And yes, the women work really hard for it. And you have to give That's them right. all the credit in the world, you know, and at the same time, kudos to, to the brass for saying, for seeing what's happening and saying, yes, let's let them go out there and do what they do 
Let's see what happens. And just let them kill it. You know what I'm saying? To allow that. Because there's so many times where they can they can just as well kill a push as they can just let it go out there and, and shine. You know? So for me, it's just like I I I, I, I want to break away from just saying, hey, Vince is completely, you know, overall just out of touch. It's more like, hey, this decision with Luke Harper sucked. This decision with Moxley sucked. But that doesn't mean that because, you know, like we can pinpoint these individual things that he's done that's wrong. That doesn't mean that everything he's doing is wrong. Like we also should make sure that we pinpoint like, hey, you know, the women's evolution, AJ Styles. When these things happen, it's like that's kudos, man. Thank you, Vince, for that, too. You know what I'm saying? Like I just I don't know. There was just something about it was like, man, it just seems like constantly it's just always like, you know, Vince is this and Vince is that. And it's like, but. There's a part to me that also kind of respects what he's given me over my lifetime, too, to say, like, you know, there's been a lot of positives, too. And even now, I still see some positives, even though he does drive me nuts with, like, Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm pissed about the fact that Shinsuke Nakamura is where he's at, and he's not more respected and more just in a better place in the company, for sure. I definitely definitely hear what you're saying. It's just with me. I just hate to hear when I hear wrestlers saying when they lose their passion because of, you know, of what they're going through. They're on the road like over 300 days out the year, barely seeing their families, barely getting TV time. And they're like slowly losing their passion. And that's what I hate to hear, man. That's, you know, when I hear, you know, the the company and, you know, and who's at the top of the company that falls on Vince McMahon's watch. So he got to take the blame. That's like when you're a QB of of a NF you know of a NFL team you know you're gonna get the blame when you lose but you're gonna get the blame when you win too. Yeah, you know, I, I guess I want to make sure that he's and the WWE in general. He and the WWE are also getting that credit as well when they do the good because I feel like recently the narrative has been he's getting all the blame. They're getting all the blame. The WWE is like you know there's everything is wrong you know like there's everything is just been pinpointing this negative light and yet when things positive happen it's almost like it happened in spite of Vince and in spite of the WWE and I'm just like man is this just are we just kind of getting addicted to the idea that anytime something negative happens it's just like okay time, like let's just bring out the 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 brooms the uh the pitchforks and, and torches you know what I'm saying and it's it's time yeah. for Vince to you know just just get it today you know like I think sometimes the WWE universe forces his hand that, you know, he, he does deliver and and give us what we want, but not out of his necess- uh not out of his uh like he, he like he doesn't want to do it but like he's forced to do it because of what WWE fans are saying. Like for example, Daniel Bryan for WrestleMania was it WrestleMania thirty that he won? I can't remember the number, but okay. I mean, point but, taken, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but he wasn't part of that story plan. He wasn't part of the main event. He was just supposed to have a match with Triple H, and that's it, you know? But because of the voices of the voice uh, of the voices of the WWE universe, he was, you know, forced to listen and deliver and give us this great, you know, main event for uh for Daniel Bryan for WrestleMania. Well, but also, too, let's look at, let's just say, Drew McIntyre. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't a big clamoring for Drew McIntyre, but 
here we are with Drew. Like yeah. they went, there was a time where it was Drew a frustrated was a time. Big, right, it was frustrating. We yes. we basically said, "Hey, R.I.P. Drew McIntyre." Yes, done. we had a moment of silence. Legit. Right, the way they booked him, you thought, and I thought, this is it. It's over. Yeah, it's over for him. I mean, throw Samoa Joe in there as well. We're just like, yeah, this is this is done. You know, and then now here we are, and he's main eventing WrestleMania, and yet no one's going to be saying, "Oh yeah, like kudos, like thank you, Vince, for doing this." You know, what I'm saying it kind of feels like. Okay, it's just kind of happening. Meanwhile, you know, again, these negatives like Brody Lee shows up in AEW and it's like we're, we're very quick to jump on him for that. And rightfully so, because, yes, you you effed up with Brody Lee. He mm. should have been, you know, given more to do. But then at the same point, it's like, are we also being fair to say, hey, with Drew McIntyre, like, okay, maybe you did have something in mind for him it just needed to take time or whatever like are we willing to say like you know maybe we jumped the gun and saying like okay you know they did a, a bad job with drew but here we are and they did have a plan for him or i don't know i just i just feel like there's i don't there, think it's we so the easy gun. well but i because there's been it's, times that you've seen that he he can bury like main event talent you know aka Braun Strowman. Yeah, uh, you know, so I, I think we wasn't, you know, jumping to conclusions. We were just following the pattern, and it was just getting very frustrating. And I think with me, I just it was just getting to a bo- boiling point. You know, when like when is it like when does it end? Like when when are we going to see the talent that deserves get that push when they need to get that push instead of just you know doing what you want to do. And then finally delivering, you know, for the WWE. Because sometimes, yeah. it, 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 sometimes it just might be too late. But you know, right now you got the right guy, you know, uh, because Drew McIntyre, he's money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 just something that I just I, again it was sparked by the podcast, and it wasn't even to say like, hey, you know, like let's let's you know. With Vince, he definitely brings a lot of this out on himself by how he books certain talent, for sure, 100%. It's, it's just the flip side sometimes, I feel like, because of that, it, it kind of gets overlooked, like some yeah. of the positives. And, you know, then it be, the narrative becomes like, man, he's like almost sabotaging the WWE. I'm just like, that, that I, don't, I don't buy that. I think he he we can say like he's making bad decisions, yeah. you know. But to say he's sabotaging it, I I just you know I I I, I it makes to me, me feel man like, action speaks louder than words, and the actions have shown me that yeah he does bury some of his talent. That yeah I, I would say yeah it seems like to me that he does sabotage, you know. But what uh, would he have to gain from sabotaging? Because like maybe in his sabotage. eyes he doesn't see like oh, like Ricochet. Okay, you're you're rough on the promos, but you know you're a hell of a wrestler. But you know what? I got no need for that. But I guess so. That would be more about Ricochet, but that's not about WWE. You know what I mean? Like he's not sabotaged. Like because the way you just said that, it sounds like okay, he just doesn't believe in Ricochet. Which to me, yes, that sucks. Because I think Ricochet is a great talent overall. I think that his wrestling skills is amazing, and he could be, you know, just a, a way over character. But that still doesn't equate to him sabotaging 
the WWE because that then brings into question his loyalty to the brand. And I don't, I don't question that about Vince. I think that Vince is about making money. Well, yeah, but sometimes at a, you know, he's all about making money, but sometimes for the wrong reasons, though, I think. You know, because he think he can make he can make money on like like Braun, like Braun. You don't need the belt because I could just make money on you. That's why, he, to me, I take that. That's the reason why he has only one singles title ring. Well, so so I guess just to take a step back. So when you say Vince is sabotaging WWE, like what do you actually mean by it? Just to clarify, so so let me clarify. So when, so not like the company as a whole, but I think he's sabotaging his his talent. You know, you know, because when I hear from talent's mouths and saying like, you know, WWE, they was just draining me, sucking the, sucking the life out of me, sucking the passion out of me. You know, it's, you're, you're, to me, you're not working with your talent. You're just doing what you want to do. You're sabotaging your talent because you think, Oh, Matt Hardy, he's a jobber. He's a, at, at best, a mid card. He, he, he's not a main event. He's not a main event at that whole woken thing. It didn't work for me. You know, He's not listening. Like he's not even giving it a chance. So he's just, to me, yeah, to me, he's sabotaging his talent. As a company, no. Like he's all about making money. So he's not gonna, he's not gonna, you know, stop with you know making money. He's all about making money. But talent wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you really can't argue that. My then, thank you for clearing that up. That's why I wanted to go back because you know, for me, (laughs) me, you know, I'm like, I I see you. You, you know, you're all about this. You ain't trying to, you know, put all the blame. I understand that. Yeah, especially around WWE on a whole because I think what he's trying to do is he's trying to put together the best product that he, in the way that he thinks is best, right? To in order to be profitable and make money and all of that. And so, and some of his ideas, you know. For us as fans, we are with, and and some of them were not. You know, like again, I, I I'm almost surprised that AJ Styles has been such a big part of you know WWE's plans these last couple of years because he doesn't fit the typical Vince McMahon kind of guy. He and doesn't. So it's been a you know, and so it's been a pleasant surprise mm-hmm. to see that you know from from Vince. I thought know? honestly that he would get like a superstar push, and then he would just be on straight chill mode maybe be on the cusp of wrestling uh, wrestling purgatory but not really just putting maybe he got one foot in and one foot out but not completely but i thought he would just chill uh i thought they would just chill his 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 heat but no man he's he's been hot his entire wwe career right yeah so yeah i mean that 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 settles it for me pretty much it's like you know when it comes to some of the talent like there's no denying that with some of them he just does not like with Brody Lee. He just yeah. does not believe in certain talent, period. And he just doesn't get their whole thing. He doesn't get their ideas and he just that's it. You know, they'll just kind of fade away if he doesn't really buy into you. You know, it's just what it is. And it sucks because as fans we can see the talent. We can see what what they have, you know, in them. And and it's just if you have a certain idea, you know, like Vince does of you know, the prototypical star and you, you can't, it, it seems like it's hard to break that with Vince, yeah. you know, but for us, we were like, Hey man, Luke Harper, like he's, he's different, you know, like he's this, this big dude that, you know, he's doing things and you look at him, you're like, this is coming out of this guy. 
And then, to, like, if they would have allowed him to just not just be Bray Wyatt's lackey or be Rowan's tag team partner, if he could have just stepped out of that shadow and just been, like, more, like, what he's doing right now is the exalted yeah. one in AEW. Oh, man, he got like, his own wow. Food. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, that would have been really fun and different and fresh. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Vince, he's just, he, again, he just has his ideas of what he thinks is successful. And, you know, he's had some hits. He's had some that yeah. have worked. But, you know... Unfortunately, it's just trying to get something new in there. It seems like it's just, it's just not, he's, he's not great at that. He's not great at creating something new now. Speaking of Brody Lee, you know, when he was talking about uh, being in the Bray Wyatt family and comparing it to be uh, the, the exalted one of the Dark Order, now he was saying, like, you know, he's going to do what the Bray Wyatt was supposed to be. <laughs> and I was like, wow. you know he he is all in you know and 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 when i hear from you know too that that when he came when he came to aew and you know he was getting ready to i guess get ready to do his promo and they told him to do whatever and you know he was actually had self-doubts because Mm -hmm. you know because usually he could just shift the blame to wwe and now it was, you know, this is different. This is all on me now. So if I fail, that's on me. So I can't put it on the WWE writers. We're not gelling, nothing like that. I can't put it on Vince. So I, I thought that was great how he just told that story of of, of even having self-doubts in the, a, you know, coming to AEW at first. Yeah, I mean, um, that that was a cool, you know, reflection into or, or look inside into his, his mindset you know, just a guy who's been doing this for so long and then he basically had, you know, butterflies about, you know, making his debut. And then, again, because he hadn't been on television for so long, it's like he's almost out of practice. So, yeah. you know, it makes sense why he would be, you know, somewhat just nervous about yeah. having butterflies, about man. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just um, I get it. You know, it, it was it, again, it was. It was cool uh, hearing that from him and then actually seeing what he did, man. Like you would never have thought that he had that, that, um, you know, those, 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 those thoughts in his head, you know, but um, I'm, I'm happy for him. He has a lot of passion for, you know, wrestling. You know, he just seems to be so hungry to get in the ring again. And I'm, 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 I think it's for the best that he's not in WWE. And I feel like a lot of superstars that are in the WWE right now, you know, could benefit from doing what he did and just like going, not even because of anything with WWE, but just like there's so many wrestlers that they have. Like, I think just Shinsuke could be a megastar over there, like a megastar. Yeah, like that's a name definitely that comes to mind. Like, man, like just imagine him being able to just go somewhere else that just wasn't as crowded and to just, you know, and be allowed creative freedom to do his own thing, mm-hmm. you know, like I would, I can only imagine what that would be. And I kind of just want to see that. Um, so yeah, man, that just, that'd be really cool. But um, yeah, it was, again, very insightful. Uh, Brody Lee, man, really excited for him. Um, yeah. Just great, great. Listen, if you haven't checked it out, definitely, definitely. Oh, do, definitely. It's definitely worth listening to. Yeah. I um, love their chemistry. Uh, Chris Jericho and Brody Lee, man. Well, just the way he, just Chris Jericho interviews, man. Uh, you know, uh, wrestlers just pet, doing that transition from WWE to AEW, I think, as well. He does it well. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. 
So um, let's move on to another uh, thing with AEW while we're at it. Um, yep. So AEW announced that they're going to do a tournament to crown a new, I guess, TNT champion, which, I mean, I guess is their way of saying television champion. Television champion, yes. Um, so with this, they they have not announced all of the competitors. Uh, here on their Twitter page, they did announce half of it. So it's, a, it's an eight-man uh, tournament, and we I do see four of the guys here. So two of the matchups have been announced. Essentially, uh, first round, we're going to have Sean Spears versus Cody, and we're going to have Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen. So those are the two of the matches that are officially already been made. The other oh, ones Oh, a rematch. Be, man. Yeah. Um, the other ones will be announced on Wednesday on Dynamite, so that'll that'll be fun to watch and kind of see who else is going to be in it. Yeah. Um, I, I love tournaments, man. It's going to be fun. Yeah, we'll talk about that. I was going to say, what are your thoughts on, on this tournament and some of the matchups we're going to see? Well, first of all, who doesn't like a good tournament, you know? You know, you got the Cruiserweight Classic, the Mayon Tournament, the uh, Dusty Rhodes. So I, I just love that tournament style. Even King of the Ring, you know, it has mid-steps, but just having that... Uh, tournament format it, it makes it exciting you know see who can move on get on this you know this uh momentum this hot streak uh somebody who might be an underdog you just didn't see coming you know that the exciting part the unpredictable part of a tournament man it's fun yeah yeah i, I same here i just i i love the um the excitement like uh the Cruiserweight Classic I was really into. Uh, the Mayan Classic for the women I was really into. Um, so anytime there's a tournament, I'm just like, okay, this is going to be fun. There's just something really special about seeing a tournament. I wish we would see more. Um, these matchups here, I mean, they make a lot of sense. I'm really excited to see Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara again. Yes. Um, two rematch. young and upcoming talents that have a, a nice little feud, nice little rivalry going on right now. Uh, really interested in that. Um, Sean Spears and Cody should be cool too, but Sean Spears has not been on television for a while. Well, he so, has just not wrestling. Well, well, that's what I mean. Like, sure, okay. he's he's been in the back, like yeah. betting on matches. Yeah, but, you know, making you know, money on the side, which is cool. Nah, no, nah, man, that just it, he just feels like he's just he just feels like he's not a part of the company. I'll just say it. Like, he just feels he feels irrelevant to me. I, I don't. I don't get that. I think he's uh, coming a different way, getting more social. That whole hashtag, you know, Sean Spears tag team. I think that's great. That's a great idea. You get engaging with the AEW universe, so I, I, it works I, for me. It, it, it feels lame to me. To <laughs> like he's gonna have some guy off the street be his tag team partner. Like this is what it's come to. Sean Spears, the chairman. The guy who, you know, his entrance, he has a spotlight on him and, you know, he has this music that makes him seem like he's going to be the next world champion. And now he's he's resorted to, hey, who wants to be my tag team partner? And then the people he's getting is his potential partners that we see. They're just like goofy as all hell. Like, I, I don't know. I just I don't Damn, get the whole thing right that now. And, shit to shreds right dude, there. <laughs> I just I just don't. He is not what I thought he was going to be like. Again, well, yeah, yeah. When, when he first when I you know, when all this first started. You know, I'm like, okay, he he left WWE to finally, you know, be able to get more more matches and to be able to showcase his skills, and really that hadn't happened. And when he does show up, it's like because he lost to Cody in that uh, in their their uh, matchup that was built up after yep. he hit him with the chair shot, in which we both said, wow, he probably should have won that match. He really needed that win. I remember that, yeah. And then um, it seems like the matches he's had after that are just not memorable. Like, I can't really name, like, okay, 
what was the next big thing that he did after that? He just it's kind of been there. All right, that's a strong um, point. Strong point. So I, I can't rebut that at all. You know, because yeah. you just ripped my comment to shreds. I'm like, well, okay, f me. I guess. Saying, all right, cool. I'm just saying, Sean Spears, <laughs> man. Like, no, you're not there yet. I do. I do not believe he has a chance against Cody. It just right. seems like a foregone conclusion, unless so someone else gets lame. involved. I was like, damn, dude, <laughs> torched. Sean Spears, he just needs to be out of this tournament. He, he really he doesn't deserve to be in this tournament. He really doesn't. He should just no, no. It's kind of nice that he's finally getting on television again. But yeah, I'm enjoying the the banter with him and NJF or him and Billy. Uh, what is it? Not Billy Kidd. Yeah, it's Billy Kidd. Uh, you know, having side bets. You know, staying staying somewhat on television. He's not wrestling. Mm. I think he's wrestling on AEW Dark, but I know. I watch it here and there, so the times I've watched, I haven't caught him on AEW Dark yet. That's like saying that, you know, may, oh, uh, Ricochet was on main event. He's still active. I knew he was going to say it. As soon as I said that, I, like, I knew I effed up. As soon as I heard, as soon as my, I, I completed my sentence, I'm like, I effed up. Here come Hafiz about to rip my comment to shreds again. Oh, and you just man. did. And I was like, I can't, I can't rebuttal that what you just said. It was a layup. I'm yeah. sorry. I was like, really? <laughs> I was like, damn, why the hell did I just say that? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But hey, my you mistake. Know, this, hey, if if he if he pulls an upset by some chance, which I, I just don't believe will happen again, unless somebody jumps in and does something. If he pulls an upset, maybe this is the beginning of something. He got Tony maybe. Blanchard, so that can help out. Right, and then he becomes, you know, the if he were to run the table and win this tournament, or at least get to the finals, all right, that, that might be something. Yeah. Um, but with him, the whole emphasis on him finding a tag team partner, I just, I, I don't know. I feel like he loses in the first round, and then that's it. No, we don't, we don't hear from him in, for for a while again. I think you know what. F it. I'm going with prediction. Early prediction. Well, it's not early prediction because they, they're doing this Wednesday, right? Yeah, they're starting it Wednesday. All right, so Wednesday. All right. So I'm going to say upset. It would be Sean Spears, the chairman, going over Cody Rhodes. Wow. By hey, nefarious would, means, of course. That would be great. That would be great for him. Yes. He, he needs that. He needs that, um, yeah. And it I wouldn't even it, look bad for Cody. He, cause Cody's been winning. He's been on, like on a effing hot streak bro yeah yeah so i think that's the perfect upset formula right there yeah. is it not no it is and i mean to to add to your point i mean they're still building to this uh blood and guts matchup so maybe yeah. you know you have the inner circle interfere in the matchup or you could have a what jake the snakes guy jump them, you know, to prove a point ah, yeah. or, or be a distraction, you know. So there's so many ways to where he could potentially get it. So, you, hey, I mean, it would make sense to – Cody doesn't need the win. He doesn't. Sean does. So to pick Sean is a smart pick. I just – I don't know. Even even saying all that and you making sense – So you're not going to even pick – you just said Sean, Sean Spears would be a smart pick. It would be a smart pick, but I can't. I can't. I can't. Do it. I'm going Cody. I'm going Cody because I just don't. I don't. I don't. I don't believe in him. Well, I go just ahead. Don't. Stick with that pick because you call Sean Spears lame, man. You know what? Yeah. Stick with that pick right now. And if is. I'm lame Absolutely. for picking a lame wrestler, Sean Spears, no, I didn't so say that. Be it. So be it. <laughs> I didn't say that. He's lame. I didn't say any, you or anybody else that would pick him. No, you're not lame for picking him. As a matter of fact, you know, like I said, if you're trying to build him up, that's a great thing to do. That's a great way to book it. You know, to to pick 
or to to give the win to for for Sean to go over Cody would make a whole lot of sense, you know. But it's just I, I have a hard time seeing it, you know. But hey, I kind of hope that I'm wrong. I kind of hope that that it it does happen for Sean Spears so that he can finally live up to you know the promise of him leaving WWE for this, you know. Like it would make sense for him to get the win and move on in this tournament. As sure. as we were dissecting this, I'm getting more and more confidence in my pick now. Because I think it's the perfect story. It makes sense. It does. If not now, then I don't know what you're doing. Like, I just, yeah. I, I don't know why. Then, then I'd be like, then, right, what are we doing here? Right. <laughs> <laughs> just, he just here to lose? Like, that's it? He was doing this in, in uh, WWE, so he didn't have to come to AEW to just lose. Like, right. he could have he could have been paid, you know, the same or more, maybe. Maybe more. For Vince to, to even Brody's stay did home say he was getting godly amounts offered. <laughs> Just yeah. to stay, just to sit at home. Just to stay home, man. Um, who are some of your picks to potentially be on the other side? You know, in terms of like just a prediction, like who do you? Oh, I'm sure. Do you think Pac will be on there? Okay. So you got Pac, uh, maybe uh, Jungle Boy. I can see mm. Jungle Boy in there, or okay. Luchasaurus, maybe both. Okay. Just to fill it out. I go more towards Jungle Boy. Jungle I feel Boy, like, yeah. Okay, I think you're on to something with that. Scorpio Sky, I can see him in there. Mmm, that's a good pick. I like yeah. that. I like this yeah. tournament so far. You need one more though. <laughs> one more. Uh, one more on the other side. Oh man, I, I can't believe it. Uh, cowboy shit. Hey, Adam Hey Page. Yeah. Mm, I'm surprised. There's one person you didn't say, and I'm I'm shocked. Oh, MJF. I'm sorry. Yeah, MJF. I'm sorry. <laughs> Brain fart. <laughs> Dude, I think. I mean, honestly, it would make sense for him to win the whole thing. It really would. Yeah, to run that table. Yeah, just to get really the belt. Got the ring and the belt. Mm-hmm. <sighs> That's extra cockiness right there. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about man. He has some <laughs> serious brass on him now. Yep. Now, another thing, too, with this is if MJF is in this tournament and he's on the other side and Cody's on the other side, we could potentially see another Cody-MJF matchup in the finals. <laughs> <laughs> we just, we could. Uh, yeah, we could. We could. Damn it, man. Damn it. Here we go with the Hafiz 3D perspective. All right. <laughs> Which, if that happens, and he now, stops him from getting think, a mid card title belt now. Man, that would Honestly, be something. That would be something. But now, even saying that out loud and thinking about it, I feel like if MJF and Cody get there to face off against each other, yeah, I kind of think Cody wins that match. I don't think they have MJF beat him again. I mean, damn, that would be great for MJF, but I, why not? Yeah, I mean, so I'm saying MJF true. can just, win by heel means by, you know, and we would just buy it. I guess because you know, I, I just I kind of want to see Cody win something. I know, like, oh, I know, because he's such up. a good dude. He got a yeah, good heart, like, a, a great wrestling heart. I should just say, a good dude. Yes. Yeah, like I, I just I would guy. love to see Cody just get this one, like beat MJF for the title for the TNT Championship, and then yeah, he could just be the the television champion and. I, I think it would be cool. I mean, the other one, like, I'll be rooting for Cody. I'll be rooting hard for Darby Allen as well. And, you know, either one of them versus MJF, great matchup. That would be awesome. Um, 
damn, this tournament, man, it's got some potential. Man, I, I'm, it does. I'm it excited a, for this. It, it could be a great tournament. It could be the tournament of, of the year. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, man. I, I like it. I like it a lot. So, all right. Well, that'll do it for the tournament. I'm, I'm going to pull in, in a little bit of an audible here because we've been going now for about 42 minutes, and I feel like it would be a good time to 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 call this part one yeah, of man. our WrestleMania weekend. Uh, rap, uh, this is supposed to be 10 minutes. Up. A 10-minute, <laughs> like... <laughs> intro to what we were supposed to do Wrestlemania predictions but you know hey it you know shit happens <laughs> <laughs> it is man there was a lot more to unpack with that it was than, than it was we, we, we got really but, deep yeah. with that whole Vince McMahon you know blame game and yeah. I was like wow we we're okay. I didn't know we was gonna go here but we're there and you know I'm, I'm on this ride I'm I'm here to see it through <laughs> hey man you just it, it doesn't we don't come in completely planned with a lot of the stuff too so it's just what it is just organically happens that way sometimes but we had a format (laughs) yeah yeah we did we did but you know it It happens whatever sometimes you just just say hey you know the format's the format but the discussion it just kind of happens the way it does it's cool all right so yeah that'll do it for part one for this uh this podcast this wrestlemania weekend podcast we're gonna do the predictions here in a little bit in part two but that'll cap part one here so for Devin, i'm hafiz catch you guys in a little bit catch you later peace all right guys thanks for listening to the clark street wrestling podcast